From Potomac Fund Management and the Conquer Risk Podcast, this is the Proust Questionnaire with Manish Kata. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Norton. So far in this series of the Proust Questionnaire, I have spoken with people that I either hardly know or don't know at all. Today, obviously, it's going to be a little bit different. That being said, what is your idea of perfect happiness isn't the kind of question that typically comes up in a one-on-one or even at the bar. So, Manish, you ready to do this? (laughs) As ready as I'm ever going to be. All right. Well, I'll start you off with a softball then. What's your current state of mind? Where are you at? (laughs) That's the softball? That's the Um, softball. My current state of mind is like a slinky that's coiled up. And that is because of you guys and the business and everything we're doing. Uh, I just feel like we are, are running 100 miles per hour. And yeah. so it's just all over the place. And so, you know, I don't know. There's, it's not bad. It's just, you know, trying to organize it as much as you can. But it's just it's all over the place is my current state of mind. You feel stretched and squished at the same time. Yeah, and sometimes you're, you know, the hamster in the wheel situation where you're, you, you don't, you just, I don't know how to get off, so I just keep running. Well, when I sat down to plan out how to approach this one, I tried to think about of all the questions in the in the Proust questionnaire because we never do them all. There's like fifty. Um, what would what would people most want to know? And then I stopped caring because I was really selfish and wanted to ask you the questions I've always wanted to ask you. So the first one is, uh, what is the trait that you most deplore in yourself? Well, I think full disclosures, I don't actually deplore anything about myself. Um, But since I have to answer the question, I would say that um, the abrasiveness uh, can get a little bit uh, overwhelming if I don't know you. Uh, a lot of times when my wife and I go out with new couples, you know, she's excited at the end of the night if they haven't, you know, told me to shut the fuck up or something like that. Um, and uh, that's like the barometer. Like, so I get it. I mean, I just, I don't know. I guess as you get older, I get more and more, I don't know, zero given and you just kind of you know go with it i guess do you ever feel like that's who people expect you to be and so if you're not doing that people wonder what's wrong to a certain point yes you know it's weird you know because it's it's not i don't know it's not a personality trait you're just i don't know i just have conversations and like when people ask me a question i answer it and so yes that, that is kind of uh uh, off-putting where it's like hey you know what's wrong you know <laughs> did you uh did you get enough sleep last night why aren't you an asshole you know it's it's uh I don't, yeah so it uh it um yeah for sure like it's not it, it there's certain situations where it's it's okay to to maybe you know take a back seat and uh in conversation but uh, i haven't learned that trait yet i know for me sometimes i feel like this version of myself that I present when we do a podcast like this or when we're in a work setting is almost like a role I play and and I, I don't always turn it on and you know I our own my our own team has been like what's wrong with you like 
why aren't you being fun? And I'm like, right, I need to be that that Christopher today. I know it's, uh, but listen, it's uh, it, it's life, right? You, we we have our our times of the month. <laughs> it's a real house rise. That's a clip right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then, in the same vein, what trait do you most deplore in other people? Empathy, because it's fake. 99% of the time. Um, and obviously, I'm going to get roasted for saying empathy because, you know, as a human being, uh, you would like to be empathetic towards others. And it's a good trait to have. But in the present form, in terms of social media and where we are in today's world, 99% of it is people who are full of shit. Um, Twitter gangsters, uh, etc. So, um, maybe fake empathy, uh, which everyone seems to have. Um, and, and, you know, you see it all over the place, how much you care about certain causes and things like, I mean, you don't, you know, you go about your life um, and, and you have your own things that you do on your own time. But we, we feel the need to project how empathetic we are to yeah. all these different causes. And it gets old. Drawing the hard line between genuine empathy that makes a difference in someone's life and i said something nice to you on twitter and therefore i, 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 I don't I, I don't think genuine empathy is uh doesn't get broadcasted that's mm -hmm. my two cents um it, it's something that it's between you and yourself and and the second you broadcast it it, it no longer becomes genuine well on the entire other end of the spectrum personally what is your greatest extravagance Currently, or like just sure. of all time? Give me both. Um, well, the, the Tesla that's sitting in the garage is a complete and utter waste of money. Um, I, I, none of that. I don't need a car that has 1,200 horsepower. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's there. Um, that, that's, that's number one. And, and then probably just like, you know, just day-to-day -day living, like I go to the finest of fishmonger, I go to the best butcher, I spend an, just an ungodly amount of money on complete nonsense when it comes to like food and dining out. Um, it's great and I love it and I, I don't regret any of it, um, but you know, snapshot of like your financial statement, like that that's just unnecessary, half the stuff I do there. Um, and with no regard to, to any of like just, I don't even look at what the price is. It's just like, yeah, you know, uh, great. Uh, ribeyes, sure. Sign me that's up. That's great. Yeah. And so that, that gets a little bit crazy. I, I, uh, I, I would say that's probably too extravagant in some cases. Well, and, uh, and tequila and <laughs> for sure, yeah. for sure. Well, I intentionally put this next question following that one, but what is your greatest fear? A kid dying. Yeah. Hands down. There's nothing else. And as you get older and you, you know, you watch these shows where someone does lose their kid. I was watching, I just finished Tehran um, on Apple. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I don't know why I even mentioned that, but the point being is that when your kid passes, I don't know how any parent can ever deal with that and or recover from that. I, I don't think you do. I think you're probably never the same. Um, because you brought this child into this world, uh, you raised it, and to see them go before you, I think it's every parent's wish to die before their child does, period. Um, so 
that's my biggest fear every day. And, you know, waking up, making sure these four nuggets don't, you know, go through something that, that that's hands down the biggest fear. I don't know that I've ever agreed with anything you've ever said more than that. And I, I told Amanda one night, we were watching something on television, the horrible thing that had happened to the world. And I just made the comment. I said, if anything were ever to happen like that to our son, not only would I never recover, but I would probably become the world's first supervillain. Like that, that's, <laughs> that's all that's left. Yeah, that's all that's left for me. So I have another biggest fear though. That's not as serious, which I think everyone could uh, empathize with. It's having to take a shit and being somewhere and there's no bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like at a conference? Or a concert or anything. Mm. I don't mm. know. It, you know, like Concert's a good one. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? <laughs> Even if there is a bathroom, you're not going anywhere near it. So, so you just run away and go home as fast as you can. <laughs> it's a weird fear to have, but it's there. Can I Uber home and back <laughs> and still catch the end of the show? That's no. These are the kinds of things we don't talk about enough, frankly. I don't know, I've I've told a couple people about this fear. I feel like this interview is not really worth it for me because you are. I mean, you could probably answer the questions for me. No, uh, right, I don't know. Going. You'd be surprised. This next one, I wouldn't have a clue what to say except maybe how good you are at tennis. But the question is, on what occasion do you lie? Oh, I lie to myself all the time. Like, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. It's okay to have that seventh glass of tequila. Nothing's going to happen. You know, yeah, knock yourself out. Order a fucking pizza at 11 p.m. Your, your six-pack will get there one day. Yeah, absolutely. I lie to myself on a daily basis when it comes to, like, things that, you know, you shouldn't do. You know you shouldn't do it, but you end up doing it anyway. So, uh, for sure, to myself. And then also... I lie to my kids on a regular basis, but I don't feel bad about it because they ask me a stupid question that I'm not going to answer. <laughs> and so I make something up. Right. I mean, we all lie. I mean, listen, oh, every, yeah, everyone who celebrates Christmas lies to their kids until True. a certain age. Right. So it's like True. you get questions all the time for your kids. Um, you know, so I lie or just say none of your business. Those are the two two answers. Emerson hit me with, when did you meet Amanda the other day? And I danced a good one around that. <clears throat> so I'm just going to use that to transition right on to the next question. <laughs> when and where are you happiest? And okay. how much has that, how much has your answer to that question changed over the last five to 10 years? Um, I mean, I think everything changes with kids, right? You know, because uh, you have, I think it's that, you know, pre-kid life and, and post-kid and, and your, your answers definitely changed. Like we're not the same person. So, you know, today we're most happiest. Like my ideal situation is with my wife and kids, a hot bowl of noodles sitting on my big belly with chopsticks in my hands and the noodles are as hot as they it. possibly could be. That's it. Pre-kids, honestly, it's not many, much different. Um, a stall in Hanoi in Vietnam, you know, same situation with a steaming hot bowl of noodles in front of me <laughs> or, or in a beach uh, in, in Southeast Asia, something like that. So, you know, really, that, the only transition is, is obviously with the, with the wife and kids. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I think ultimately, you know, as you, you, you get older, you're just most happiest around, you know, family and friends. Uh, the rest of the shit doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter where you live. It doesn't really matter what nice hotel or city you're staying at. You know, like we could all go somewhere. We could all go to like, you know, North Dakota for a company retreat and still have a good time. Like it, you know, that, 100%. that's, that's kind of what it comes down to really. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I have sort of got, gotten to a place in my life where I'm here because my son is here and will be here through the school years. But from then on, I want to live where I can be doing the things that I love with the people I love. I don't really care if that's in San Francisco or I'll say it Omaha. Like I'll just be where I need to be and maybe not for long. And these questions are also, I mean, there's a lot, there's just, there's a lot of avenues of happiness, right? And we all chase different things that we think will make us happy, but there's different, like right now, like, yeah, if I could go to Wimbledon for the final, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Same. Have one of those melon drinks or whatever the hell those Brits oh, drink or what is that? It would be delicious. So good. Board. Um. Yeah. <clears> so yeah. I mean, if you asked me 15 years ago, I, I don't. Would I want to go sit at Wimbledon? Probably not. But but I would love to now. So, um, it's it's evolving. Ever. Well, you mentioned being an asshole, which I think is actually a full page in the Potomac Branding Guide. But what? would you say is your most marked characteristic as you pour tequila marked i mean your most marked like like what would people say is your like most obvious characteristic like oh, like, oh yeah that guy Lo- loyalty <laughs> hmm. yeah uh the people that know me that have known me my whole life you know i'm a ride or die kind of friend I'm a ride or die kind of family member. You know, if there's a something going on at a bar and a fight breaks out, I'm the first one who's going to be right there to throw some fists, um, whatever it comes down to. So, um, and, and quite frankly, to turn that around, that's what I respect the most out of other people as well. Um, just uh, tried and true, just being there in every situation. And it doesn't, you know, it, not overbearing, um, but, uh, you know, just if, if being able to be, be there for, for the people that, that need you to be there, whether it's, uh, uh, staff or family or friends or whatever it may be. So that, that, that's, uh, that would, I, I would say that'd be it. Well, as much as I would like to keep this going on all day, I've got one more question for you at this stage in your life, what do you consider to be your greatest achievement? this stage in my life um you know i i always tell people like one of the biggest compliments you can ever give any new parent is that their kids are respectable and well behaved um and so at this stage in my life i would say that is that is the greatest achievement where i can go out to a dinner and take them out with me and the consistent remarks i get is you know, oh my God, how are they so well behaved? And that's not a testament to just me. Obviously, there's another person that plays a role in that in terms of my wife. But 
Um, but that kind of stuff gets me excited because I think you, you feel like you're doing a good job, at least now. <laughs> like things can go awry, <laughs> right, uh, uh, over the next however many years they're, they're with us. But um, in terms of achievement, I would, I would definitely say um, uh, that portion of it is, is huge for me. That's awesome. That, that really is. Because also when I go out and I see these bad f- kids running around restaurants, as a parent myself, the first thing that comes to my mind is, Jesus, like, why don't you just punch them? Like, why are you letting them do this? You know, because if you're going to ask me what I hate the most is these misbehaved children out in public and their parents just sit there and say, oh, Jimmy is just ex- expressing himself. Yeah, I would say that is probably one of the perspectives that has changed the most in my life as I used to. I used to see misbehaved children and I would judge the children and now I judge the parent because I'm like, they're only like that because you're not doing your job. Correct. And, and you also end up being friends with parents mm-hmm. who parent the same way, you know, because 100%. I, I, I have a very low tolerance for kids who are crazy and misbehave and talk back. Yeah. Um, talk back and disrespectful is probably at the top of my list like i can handle a certain amount of annoying but if you can't respect other people we're done yeah Paige and i were somewhere where the kid said something to his mother like obscene you know and we were both like you know geez and she just said that you know he was expressing himself i'm gonna express myself with my foot up your ass well, I appreciate you taking some time to do. Is that it? Because the, the tequila is just kicking the in. Tequila is just kicking in. Well, we could go. We could go to the secondary list of questions. Fire, really fire want, away! Because I'm really between Dayquil and tequila. I'm lit. Hold on. All right, let's do this. Um, how much Dayquil do you have in your system? I, I mean, these kids are getting me sick every month, so I'm I'm good. I got like 20 minutes, and then I'm probably gonna go take a nap. <laughs> All right. Well, you once upon a time you made us start a book club. And that lasted a minute. But uh, since we did do that, who's your favorite writer? Yeah, that's not, I can't answer. I'm not a, I'm not a reader, man. I don't, I don't, I'm not a reader. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what a writer is. I, you know, people talk about like, oh, this guy has written so much. He's so, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't read shit. I read emails. You know, I grew up, I used to go to the library with my dad and read Sports Illustrated and National Geographic. I don't read novels, so I can't answer that question. All right, I can I can bend it beyond literature. Um, there we go. Uh, maybe maybe this will be the answer. Um, but I know you're not like you're not a sci-fi guy. You're not a fantasy guy. Like you're not watching a lot of Star Wars or or uh, uh, what's the new thing on Amazon, The Lord of the Rings show. But of of characters of fiction, who is your like? hero like what fictional character you're like that grew (laughs) (laughs) and i also wish i had minions i I love grew (laughs) and and grew's brother i wish my brother was grew's brother i love everything about grew let's see he has a soft side to him you know he took Mm -hmm. those kids in Mm -hmm. he has minions and and but he's also an evil character i like grew I like he's he's just the perfect balance of of good and not. You mentioned the car. <laughs> uh, outside of that, what is your most treasured possession? 
Oh, something of value to you. It may not have a lot of monetary value necessarily, but to you, it holds the most value. Washington Redskins Buffalo Bills game the Sunday after Sean Taylor died. Uh, they gave oh, us these wow. towels. They gave us these towels. I had season tickets back in that day. Um, and they gave us these towels and they did this whole, um, you know, pregame kind of, um, you know, whatever. Uh, what do they call those things on the screen? Montage or is, what's the actual mm-hmm. word? Whatever for him. Yeah, they do the memoriam thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it was just like a, a completely emotional time yeah. where people were waving these towels, you know, and as a franchise that hasn't had many things to celebrate, um th- this uh obviously this is not a celebration but to see like the whole stadium get get down like that and so that towel is framed um and, cool. and and i have that and and also uh next to uh him is also a framed uh, uh piece of his jersey the last game he played as well um so that's just stuff that i have in my house that that i uh uh will never never give up that's a fantastic answer and i I asked that question of someone years ago, uh, and they said that their most treasured possession was their wife. And I was like, whew, there's a lot to unpack there. You're calling your wife a possession. So I've been scared to ask it ever since. <laughs> that's a, that's a he, much better answer. He probably did something really bad in the, like, the past six months before the interview. Okay, here's a good one. Um, what talent do you wish you had that you don't? Piano. Yeah, same. I think it's like just super cool to like walk into any place, you know, and you know, because there's always piano, and very few people can play the piano very well, right? So you see it. Mm-hmm. I have one sitting right here from the old owners of the house, and. Um, It'd be cool to know how to actually, you know, those people where you can say a song or 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 they can just listen sit down to a song on the radio yeah. and they can just sit down and like go to town. Yeah. That that's like phenomenal to me uh, to be able to do that. Actually, I went to a, a, a dueling pianos thing recently, and um, same thing. I mean, to, just to have all those songs that's memorized rad. and be able to crank those out. Yeah. Um, I wish uh, I could do that. Maybe I'll take lessons one day. I would say I'm going to take lessons, but we'll see. <laughs> I uh, I think I've told this story before, but my when I was a kid, my my stepmom played piano and she offered to teach me. And I was like, I, I don't care. I don't want to do this. And she's like, someday you're going to wish you know how to play. And I was like, I don't fucking care if I play piano. And now I'm like, man, if I could do one thing. Dude, yeah, no one. You can't talk to your mom. You can't talk to a kid about that. Like at that age, like, you know, music class on No one. I mean, I actually know. I actually bought Emerson this. It's this LED piano, so it's like a piano, but the the keys light up. The whole key lights up as a different color, and you put your iPad in front of it, and it plays a song, and the key lights up when you're supposed to hit it, and it's supposed to teach you finger placement and movement, and I was like, this is so rad. He's going to love it. It's it's like a video game, but it's piano. He used it once. Let's take piano lessons. I'm down. Okay. Let's do it. Do some virtual Martina, zoom, make a note. August 11th, Manish and I said we we're going to take piano lessons. One year from now, we will come back and we'll each play a song live in a podcast. I'm down. I wish I could do that. Also, I wish I could 
take, and I'm close, but I'm not there, an entire live pig and butcher it from, what is it, snout to tail. Mm-hmm. To skill. But- butchering skills like that? Yeah. I have a class nice coming up, a butchering like class. And I've taken, I've taken a couple butchering classes. That, that stuff is oddly entertaining, and I wish I was like a, a beast at being able to butcher and slaughter a cow or a pig or whatever. I used to love watching um, – it was like the one reality show that I really got into for a while was Top Chef. And just watching the knife skills of some of those people was just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like a whole other part of my life that I wish I'd get to at one point. Hopefully you've had enough tequila in you for me to ask this question. How do you want to die? <laughs> this kind of goes along the lines of when I'm most happy. Like, honestly, if I was sitting somewhere having a great meal, preferably a bowl of noodles, with family and friends and I just have a heart attack and my face just falls in the bowl and I'm done. <laughs> just boom. Just done. Like having a heart attack and dying is the best way to go out, right? There's no suffering. There's no, there's, there's no goodbyes. How awkward would that be? You know, like there's, there's no, <laughs> there's no weird crying. It's just like, dude, you lived your life. I mean, obviously having one at like 45 is not great, but the point right, is, yeah. you know, you know, when, when you get to not where you're soon. To, a heart not attack, soon, but not soon, <laughs> but, but yeah, if, if, if you're going to die, I remember, you know, my aunt passed away and it was like, you know, she lived a great life and, and just basically just, you know, had a heart attack and fell over and everyone, every old person you talk to when they get to a certain age, I guarantee you that that's like their, their number one wish, right? F- dementia and cancer and all these things, just like go to bed and not wake up. So that that's that's for sure how I would want to die, uh, preferably just enjoying a meal. Yeah, I can't imagine a better feeling than being surrounded by loved people and being full with your favorite food. I mean, that's just that's the top of the mountain right there. Yeah, and then you eat too much and then you die. Done. What else you got? Done. I don't know. This has probably been like the most wide ranging of these conversations that we have ever had. Um, I thought you were going to get personal, get insane. You haven't, you just, just go ahead. It's pretty personal, but um, who, what living person do you most admire? Okay. Uh, I mean, besides, you know, there's obviously, you know, my, my dad would come to mind first and foremost just because, you know, of what he did to, to come to this country and, and, uh, and raise all of us. And that, that sometimes that's the obvious answer to go with that. Outside of that, you know, I admire these, these people that, that you wonder how they find the time to do anything. Um, you know, people yeah. like Kevin Hart or The Rock or, you know, people who just like, seem to like do these things and like still function with children and a job and working out and all these things and i just have maybe i haven't found that balance but it's like i i admire that that discipline that um i, I currently don't have or, or or don't care to have whatever it is um and uh so yeah i i, I admire that trait in them 
I tell myself that the reason they're all such in fantastic shape while running all around the world and eating all the things and doing all the things is because it's their job to be in shape and that's part of their work day. And then that makes me feel better about not being in shape. So <laughs> that's a, isn't there that's a flip? A, is there a flip side to this question on who you hate the most? Yeah. Who do you, who do you, who do you most dislike? What living person do you most dislike? Oh, this is the easiest question in the world. Daniel Snyder, little <laughs> weasel piece of shit, Daniel Snyder. He has taken something that has been so sacred to our community here in the DMV and has completely pissed on it. And he, I like that is the one person if I saw in public and there was no repercussions, I would knock the f out. Hard stop. I, uh, at one point in time, the team and I, just for a fun team building exercise, held a creative meeting to see how many different places we could work the word commander into the website <laughs> just to f with you. As a matter of God, fact, man. that's where Command of the Markets came from as a research tagline. <laughs> Great. Thanks, guys. Preying on Not, my vulnerabilities. Nothing, nothing but sincere empathy over here. Um, yeah. All right, you asked for personal. How about this? What do you most dislike about your own appearance? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I could, I could probably stand to lose a couple pounds and get in shape. I mean, that's, there's no doubt about that. But then I do things like this fucking interview and drink tequila, <laughs> and we'll probably now go order something stupid and eat it. And so, you know, <laughs> it's not very complicated, right? <laughs> you just make decisions that are go against uh, what you should be doing. And so, yeah, I, I would say for sure, just like not just an even appearance, because honestly, I really don't care what people think. It's just uh, probably from a health perspective, just like, you know, getting in shape, but it's so hard, like getting in shape, shape, like just like, you know, that trait that you asked earlier, just like, is it ever possible for a normal person who works the, the amount of time we work to just be like in shape, shape, like just like ripped up in shape? I don't know. I also suffer from like, I'll get halfway to my goal and I'll be like, I look f fantastic. And then I slack off and over the course of the next six months, I'll go back the other direction. So... I mean, it's it's a fine line. It's so boring. I know. It's such a fine line. Like I shouldn't oh, comment on any of this. I, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I I was told that exact thing. The 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 three or four months prior to when we went to Jolt and had our staff retreat, like I was making like a significant effort, and I was eating better, and I was drinking less, and I was exercising more, and I was told by my own partner that I wasn't that fun anymore. <laughs> It's not fun when you try this hard. It's like, you know what? There is a quality of life issue to this where it's like, it's just not as much fun day to day to have to live where, yeah, I probably shouldn't have opened that second bottle of wine and then ordered a pizza, but God damn it. Did I enjoy it? It's like, it's like the financial planners on Twitter who are like, you know, save this and put that away. And but you probably have zero friends. And sit at home and <laughs> log into your fucking Vanguard account. Like my like, favorite thing that they always say is, they're like, "What's the number one thing you can waste money on?" And they're like, "Cars." And I'm like, "Hi." Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Starbucks. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Food. Coffee. Cheers. 
Okay, so not w without retreading something that we've already talked about, what do you regard as the lowest depths of misery? For who? For yourself. For... Like what? What would make you, like children aside, like something happening to your children aside, like what would leave you just the most unhappy? I definitely just being lonely. You know, like just being alone, not just. You know, it, it, I think to me, we focus on cars and clothes and, you know, you know, all these other things, but none of that actually matters. If you have like really good friends and family, you know, the, I think as we get older, what people lose is the ability to pick up the phone and go out go, right now, call three people and go out with some friends and, and have fun. Call a, a couple down the street and go out and have fun. Um, I think to me, um, it's it's just boredom and loneliness. To me, the opposite of happiness isn't sad. It's being bored and or lonely. You know, which kind of are the kind of in the same breath, right? Um, so that, to me, that that's it right there. Is just um, just just being by yourself. I totally relate to that. More fun. What's something on your bucket list that you've yet to do? My bucket list. We still making those? There has to be something you want to do, whether you've made a list. Something that you've yet to knock off. So I, I love cars. There's a uh, Porsche Academy in, I think, Alabama. I almost signed up. I never did where you literally just race 911s in a circle. Um, and they have slalom and all these courses and whatnot. Um, that, that's, that's something that I'd love to do one day. Um, Going to go and, race Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> PFM, pure fucking <laughs> magic. Has he told you that story yet? Um, and uh, and uh, so that, that, that's, that's definitely, and, and honestly, the other thing, and this is probably something that no one knows about me. I told my wife this, it's like, when my work life is over, whenever that is, I would like to go to France and train properly in a culinary school and under someone um, and, and go down that route. Now, look, I understand being a cook, being a chef or whatever is, is hard work and it's hard to make a living. And I don't, I don't want to put in the work to make a living off of it. But after I've made a living to go do it for fun... Uh, yeah. would, would be an absolute <clears throat> dream come true. Not this bullshit, watch a cooking show and like make something <laughs> in your kitchen. Like I, I want to go train under the best of the best and, and just awesome. learn, learn techniques. Like I, I want to, I want that's something that I've always wanted to do. And I will at some point in my life. Uh, and, and so that, that is, that is probably the, the one and one a in terms of bucket list. I love it. What's the worst advice you've ever received? <laughs> uh, th this is probably the worst advice that everyone gets. And it's, uh, you know, do what you're passionate. Like, like do what you, you love. Do what yeah. you love. Like, follow your passion. I mean, I, I, if I had a dream job, I'd be the general manager of the Wizards. You, would you like mm -hmm. me to follow that? Because I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to feed my family, and so it, I think it's I think it's not only the worst advice I've received. I think it's the worst advice that anyone gets. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's do what you're good at, 
yeah. uh, and and then 100%. follow that, right? And and because we're all good at different things, but but do what you love, follow your dreams. That that's 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 for the liberal art majors that don't end up doing shit with their lives. I love to drink wine, but so far no one's offered me a salary to do that. Yeah, so. <laughs> do follow your passion. You majored in underwater basket weaving, and now you're going to mm-hmm. fucking follow your passion. Yeah. Good luck with that, bro. Well, this kind of follows the same line of thinking. What do you think makes a great leader? Uh, honesty. And so this is actually something I, yeah, honesty. Like if you have a review with someone and you're beating around the bush or you're, you know, just like trying to say something that you, you know, without saying it, you know, just, just, I think most people just appreciate when you just tell them how it is. Um, and I think people follow you in terms of leadership role when, when you're honest with them, because they know that you're then going to be honest with your clients to be honest with your, um, with all your vendors and whatnot. And so I, I think, uh, I think just being honest is, is, is the best quality for me, at least. I try not to live with these, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask. What is your greatest regret? No regrets. I mean, you want me to show that tattoo or not? <laughs> um, so I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth right now because my biggest regret is probably not following kind of the, the culinary passions I had. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, you, know, they're, you can't say that, that that couldn't have led to something, right? Like we, you know, when I came out of school, at least, and you're the same age as me, the, the, the whole travel cook and all that, none of that shit was there, right? Nope. That, that happened like five years later. But, yep. but, you know, I had some friends that went down that path and it's not as glamorous as you, right? You, you end up being a line cook in some, in fucking chilies with Martina or something <laughs> like that. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I regret, I regret, all right, I regret not doing it because it's, 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 it's something that I love to do, but I also don't regret it because I would be so broke right now if I went down that path. It, it likely percentages wise, right? If you're playing right. the stats here, there's a yeah. higher likelihood that you're not going to make it there. So yeah, my biggest regret probably is, is at least not giving that a shot, um, uh, you know, and, and, and following that at least down the rabbit hole a little bit. Who knows? We could all be eating at Manisha's around the country, and that might be Martina's restaurant to get two-for-one margaritas. <clears throat> we keep having chopped cooking classes. That's like my, that's that's uh, how I get get my fix in. <laughs> oh, so so the next retreat has a really a, a world-renowned cooking school, along mm. with a chopped competition. That narrows down some places I know we're not having it. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that, was a, that was a big giveaway. <laughs> yeah. No. What All else? Right. We're, this is All the right. longest podcast we've ever this done. This is the longest podcast we've ever done. What's your motto? What's your What's your live by statement? Yes. Besides that, okay. Uh, besides that, I don't know. I'm I'm a big. You know, there's a, it's all comes down to like hip hop songs. Like there's a, a 50 cent songs where 
you know, if they hate, let them hate and watch the money pile up. Um, and it just comes back to the whole zero f giving attitude. Like, you know, don't care what people think. You just do you. Um, so that's another one. I would say you do you is one of them. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, because that's a good response to like 99% of advice that you get. Great. Thank you. You do you. Um, uh, this is definitely another one because how could it not be? How could it not be? <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, just, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of them. I don't give a f go for self. Those kind of things come in mind. In hindsight, I should have done this in my go fast, don't die t-shirt. And I could have had my answer this whole time. Get, but... get rich or die trying. <laughs> <laughs> how did you know? How did you know that you had met the love of your life? Um, it's an interesting question. How did I know? Um, she tolerated me. That's for sure. To that to that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a start of the process. Like, I mean, I think people look for the perfect match. Um, and I don't think that exists. I think I think you, you you look for someone that you know embraces your good and tolerates your bad. You know, there, there's you know like I, I see these dating shows are like oh well I like this and I want to look some I want to find someone who likes that but that, that's really not how it works. Like you have your own interests and your own your, you know what you what you like. It's someone who can sort of compliment and tolerate uh, the bad but still embrace the good and so. I think you know what what happened for me is that you know she uh, lets be lets me be me, um, which I think is important in any relationship, right? You can't you can't force someone to do to do something that that they don't want to do, right? So she uh, I, I think that's two things. Number one, she tolerates the bad part of me and lets me be me on the good side and the bad side. It's almost like finding someone you just enjoy doing life with. Like all the yeah. rest of it kind of fits into place if you enjoy doing life together. Yeah, look, it's communication too. You know, like there's no, you got to be able to talk to someone and just say like, I don't actually like that, so stop doing it. Um, <laughs> um, otherwise, it just builds resentment. So I think like open communication, like just saying like, look, that's probably not something I'm, I'm good with. Um, that helps. But I'll write, I'm writing a book about relationships soon. Are you? And what's being it, a parent. What's it going to be called? That's a good question. That should be that should have been your first question. Sure if you were ever to write a book, what would it be? What's, what would it be? What would it, what would it be called? Parenting and relationship advice. I got to come up with a name. Mm -hmm. You're the reason why your spouse left. Well, I think we found the perfect place to wrap this up, not because we're out of uh, things to talk about, but because we're about to lose our producer. So with that, thank you for doing this very different long podcast. This was fun. Yeah, and maybe we get some people who like us more or like us less. Yeah, don't be afraid to smash that dislike button. <laughs> tell us the truth. We can take the bunches. <laughs> and while you're at it, tell people about the show. Can't maybe be as bad as, it can't be as bad as the dislikes on the Denver video. <laughs> like 35%. No one likes art. No one likes art. Message received. Adios. Bye-bye. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.